going to an autumnal fair today. Uh, after leaving the library, sending off a really scathing email to someone who's in charge of somebody indignantly. So uh, as I said before, the autumnal fair uh, takes place on the Brundlewood Bay Community College. And the college has this sort of uh, large open lawn that stands next to the historic lighthouse. And the historic lighthouse has like the tiniest little museum inside. Um, but the fair itself is this huge affair. There's lots of booths and games. There's an outdoor stage um, that is uh, that you know is going to have the Great Grievous playing uh, performing later this afternoon. Um, so let's set the scene here a little bit. This is a cacophonous event with lots of booths and people. Um, what do you think are like the state, what booths or, or events or things are staples here that scream Brindlewood Bay? Caramel apples. Homemade candles. There's a, there's a, an olive oil and balsamic vinegar stand, just imported flavored olive oils and vinegars. Uh, definitely arepas. <laughs> the exotic, you mean this is 1997, so that's exotic. <laughs> that is very bold. Yeah, but they're at every street fair. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we could say pierogies. Well, this is this is New England. This this is New England we're talking about. I was about to be like, listen, when I where I grew up, we had zeppelis. You know what I mean? We had like every Italian thing you can imagine. Oh, they definitely have zeppelis in New England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We There's had a fair about cow poop in Wisconsin. <laughs> nice. Look, we just had a bunch of uh, pigs and cows at 4-H camp and 4-H fairs in in Tennessee. So. New well, England it's is illegal a to walk your pig in this town. It is illegal. That's We've true. already decided. We haven't heard from Willie since. He died. We don't know. He just <laughs> hasn't been seen since. Mysterious. Uh, I think I want there. <laughs> I want there to be a dunk tank, but instead of it being a tank, since it's fall, it's just a giant pile of leaves. And like every hour, there's a different like community college professor or town official. You can donate some money and try to dunk them into the leaf pile. There's got to be a little area where kids are cutting, decorating pumpkins, because obviously autumn. And then they're saving all the seeds. Maybe there's like a fire or something and they're roasting the pumpkin seeds. I feel like that's on brand. I'm trying to think like, what is just a fall inside of J. Crew calendar? <laughs> I want to say, I want to say that there's also sort of like um, a mock tide pool. Like the sort of thing, it's like it's not a petting zoo, but it's the sort of thing where they like bring in horseshoe crabs and stuff for like kids to touch. And turtles. You know, also, I'm pretty sure that it, since this is like a small university or college that has a great oceanography program in New England, it's just Roger Williams in Rhode Island. That's all that it is, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> and I only know that because my brother went there. <laughs> not for oceanography. He won't listen. It's fine. <laughs> if not the ocean what the moon <laughs> i think there's also someone um like the storyteller of the town or the like historian kind of figure of the town who kind of has like maybe like as the sun goes down a lantern by the lighthouse and is like telling spooky stories for the kids or adults what's his name or her name or their name um uh, how about Mary Jenkins? I feel like this is one of those uh, one of those fairs where there's a um, there's like a stage that's 
uh, like usually there, let's like a gazebo or something. And on it is um, three of the like biggest local losers who can play guitar doing a like really uh, disjointed set. And it's not clear who's in charge. One of them dressed up. One of them is wearing like a barbershop quartet outfit for later. <laughs> and one of them is is a deadbeat <laughs> friend. <laughs> And coincidentally, the song that they're playing is "Come As You," a cover of "Come As You Are." Oh yeah, they're really new and hip. I love it. Fantastic. Um, so, uh, on top of all of these wonderful things that you have also mentioned, um, you know, because you were not invited to uh, man this booth this year, um, that Candlelight Booksellers has a booth. Um, Etienne uh, of Etienne Fish Tacos usually has a booth of some kind. Um, the Prometheus Grand Hotel also usually has a booth as well. Um, and there's many others that are sort of scattered around. Um where would you like to go first? Because you still have about like an hour, like not too much time before um, this performance from the Great Grievous. Um, Doris would like to go try to find Dr. Tara. Maybe so maybe looking at the like if the community college has a booth or if there's some place where they would be like the oceanography department would be the tide pools, the tide. Oh, the tide pools. There you go. Um, you all um, are wanting to stick together in this throng of people. Is that sort of the idea? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we're small. They'll push us and we'll fall over if we go by ourselves. Great. Um, so as you're making your way, you do know that the oceanography department um, has a booth um, because it is on the college campus. And so there's just different things. Um, and they, of course, are sponsoring the tide pools um, and uh, uh, with quite a few faces abounding behind it. Um, as you pass, you do also see the Candlelight Booksellers booth. Um with a very uh, impressive and beautiful arrangement of books um, in the shape of a dolphin. Uh, and behind the booth, you see Janice and you also see Esther Darumple, uh smiling pretty, pretty uh, broadly um, as you make your way through uh, to this uh, oceanography booth. As, as we walk by, I'm like, they're baiting us. Don't, 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 don't do anything. They're baiting us. Doris really wants to, but Doris will just kind of like lock eyes with Esther as they walk by and not say anything. Yeah. Her her smile is huge. She's just very delighting in the fact that you all are are seeing this. It's very clear. Um Janice doesn't meet any of your gazes. Um she's looking down at her feet. I knew it. I knew it. Everyone's out to get us. I'm gonna start giving out soup to all the other vendors. Because <laughs> we still have it. We came straight over, so I may as well. I just love this image of you just like, like you normally would have it at the Candlelight Booksellers, but instead you're just like, I'm just going to like put it in people's like faces as we walk by. It's great. Um, is there anyone else from the office nearby? From which office? Sorry. Janice's office. Oh, from the bookstore? Is there just anybody nearby that she might know? Uh, Janice. I mean, Janice owns the bus bookstore. So I just want to make sure yeah, that we're so on the same page. for the bookstore. Yeah. And so yeah, Janice is the one who owns the bookstore, and she's the one who won't look at you, look you in the eyes. Mm, great. Okay, I'm gonna figure something out. I'm gonna brainstorm. Okay. <laughs> Excited. Fantastic. So you do make your way to the tide pools, um, and you see that there's a number of uh, people by there, lots of little screaming children, um, and you do see uh, a young woman, or she was like middle aged, um, in a wetsuit. 
um, in a very brightly colored, like hot pink websuit, um, uh, who is standing there just sort of encouraging them to look at a bunch of stuff. You also see, um, Shannon Doherty, uh, not that Shannon Doherty, a different Shannon Doherty who worked at the Grand Prometheus Hotel, and she is also assisting, uh, assisting things at the tide pool. Shannon Doherty made of the pearls, <laughs> which is <laughs> just, sorry, it's a note that one of us took <laughs> and it sounds so glamorous. Um, okay. I think Doris, I would, Doris would wait till there's like Maybe let like a lull in the kids um, and then kind of just go up and um, and say, Dr. Ben, Ben, Dr. Tara. Uh, and she sort of looks at you and she goes, oh, it's uh, it's it's Tara, actually. Tara. So, so sorry. My mistake. Thank you. Um, do you have a moment? Uh, um, uh, yeah, mm, I think Shannon. And do you have a moment? I have a mo- Yes, I have a moment. I imagine in this moment, Doris takes off her shoes and rolls up her pants and wades out <laughs> into the tide pool with the doctor. Like, and has this conversation <laughs> sort of like in the middle of the tide pool. Like, sort of like a, there's enough c- commotion outside that it's that it's still kind of private. But just in the in that like very, very, very like television sort of way. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the doctor is like starts to like get out of the tide pool. And I'm like, no, no, it's OK. And yeah, does that gets in. Um, uh, my she whips Dor- off her Birkenstocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Birkenstocks and the socks just stay on the shore. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Dr. Tara, uh, my name is Doris Makoviak. I live in town. Um, I don't have to take up much of your time. I just. Uh, this came into my possession, and I just thought that you should have it. Um, it might be useful to you in your work or your studies. Here you go. And Doris is going to take out Homer's leather-bound journal about oceanic creature discoveries and kind of show it slash offer it to the doctor. And Dr. Banerjee, who was looking not at all interested in anything that you were saying uh, up until um, you know the notebook comes out, uh, all of a sudden, like, snaps to it and grabs it from you and just starts, like, thumbing through it. She's like, whose notebook was this? Uh, Homer Pearl. Homer Pearl? Mm-hmm. <gasps> I found his body. Yes, 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 yes. Oh. And she's just, like, whipping through it right. really, really fast, really, really fast. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not entirely. He died. I do recall, yes, tragic, tragic incident. Um, I'm surprised. Honestly, it was given to me. I'm not really sure if it was on his body, if you saw it on his body. But anyway, at any rate, I figured I just thought that you were the person to give it to. I didn't get you anything. That's that's fine. I don't no No reciprocity needed. I just uh, are you looking for something particular in there? It's all fascinating to me. He was interested in the same things I was interested in, you know. It is just really, really strange, this community. I've only moved here recently in the past year or so. It was funny when he, I mean, not funny, haha, I suppose, but funny that he washed up because I was interested and he took notes on some things that I took notes on. I'm sure it was just an optical illusion, right? A creature of that size would be scientifically implausible, I can assure you, but it is fascinating that they pulled it out of the bay. Uh... A creature in the bay? 
Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is is there a picture of it in there I could take a look at? No, no pictures. I'm There's one in the baby. museum. Oh, well, did, did did Homer write about it? How okay. how how big of a creature are we talking? A very large creature, like a whale, like a an mm. octopus. Well, not quite an octopus. It was um, well, it was maybe a whale. I mean, it had um, it was that size anyway, and it was uh, it was pulled out of um. Out of the bay, uh, it's like tentacles, right? And and rows of, of oily black eyes is what they said. They sold it to parts and buyers all over the world. And, and the proceeds were used to um, turn Brendawood Bay into what it is today, you know? This um, pretty miraculous discovery. The pictures of it are just sort of ridiculous, though. They all look faked. But people bought it. It was... It can't be real. Homer thought it was real. I mean, the ocean is fascinating, you know. There is just lots to be discovered there, I suppose. That is why I do study it, because there is just many things we don't know. Isn't that right, Shannon? And Shannon goes, "Mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is this a void clue? Tis not a void clue. Tis just the history of Brindlewood Bay. So it can absolutely become clue-like to you, but it's not a specific void clue. Mm. Mm. And and you said parts of parts of this creature with the and Doris shudders a bit. The black, oily black eyes. It's in the museum, the lighthouse museum. Yeah, the the, the rinky dink little museum over there. Wendy's working today. Isn't Wendy working, Shannon? And and Shannon nods because she's helping like five people at once. Whereas you know. Dr. Banerjee is just flipping through this journal over and over again. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. I didn't get you anything, but she starts to walk away. But this is just so fascinating. It's just uh, so fascinating. And Dora says, that's that's fine. You can get me a get me a caramel apple later. I'll catch up with you. Yes, yes, yes. And Doris returns to the group and relays this this creepy story of the creature with black eyes and and then is like, Did I didn't know any of that about this town. Did any is that news to any of you? There's a lighthouse museum. Yes. News to me. <laughs> lighthouse museum, terrifying creature with tentacles that was sold, and then they built this town. I mean, I mean, some of the things I've been seeing in the spectral, I guess, sense have been eye related. So I don't know if that's anything to go on, but. You know, they uh-huh. never say to build a town on top of burial ground, and maybe this is just, we didn't know how far that phrase stretched. You know, so we're thinking don't. they just buried a bunch of eyes? <laughs> they, Well, they may have buried the ones, they sold a lot of the eyes, apparently, to who knows where. Worldwide, it sounded like, from what the doctor was saying. Well, we just had to find this Mr. Worldwide and, you know, figure it out. Maybe he has a dog. Maybe even a pit bull. Maybe he's from Florida. I'm trying to. I can't remember which one's Mister Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Um, we should go. Well, let's go. Why don't we just? I'm just. We should go to. The, let's go. We have time. Do we have time to go to the lighthouse before the? I think so. We may as well. Certainly. I do not want to look at that picture, but you can look at the picture while I sort of turn around. You can. You can smoke outside. I'll come in the room. I am not looking at the picture. 
Lane is involved, but she won't be involved. Let it be known. Fantastic. So yeah, as you make your way over there, um, you do see that like standing next to the water uh, is uh, is somebody who is wearing. This is in between like the the tide pool and the um, and the lighthouse. You see that there is um, <laughs> Trudy Tellers uh, in her full costume. A gorgeous rhinestone corset that is green, uh, kind of making her look like a mermaid, but without the big fin. And she's just sort of staring into the sea um, with the lighthouse like right behind her. She's just sort of standing there, staring out into the abyss. Dora says, Trudy, you're back in town. Yes. Oh, you came. You came. Oh, fantastic. Oh, my God. How are those stuff sacks working out for you? When you pull all the air out, it really compresses everything. It's it's super, super delightful. I mean, just super helpful. Wonderful, wonderful uh, uh, advice that you've been giving me. Oh, my God. It's just been you'll have to see the act because we definitely pull some wonderful things out of some places you wouldn't expect. Um, Yeah. Yeah. We're looking forward to it. How are you? What are you doing? Oh, I'm so glad that you came. Oh, I know. It's great to see you. Um, these are my friends. I'm, I'm sure you've met them in passing, but Eddie Rue and Baby and Lane. Hello. I'm not going to remember any of that, but I'll try. It's like a street. Oh, like a li- I got I I got it. I got it. You're you're Do you know cute. what though? Let me tell you a really quick trick that my that my late husband told me. If you were if you just look me in the eyes and say my name, Eddie Rue. Eddie Rue. Trudy. Say it back to me. Eddie Rue. Trudy. One more time. Eddie Rue. Trudy. Okay. Now you just got to do this 50 more times. No, 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 no. Oh, Lane. <laughs> that would wo- definitely do it. But my husband always used to always used to do that. We had to go to a lot of cocktail parties. It's called Meisner technique. <laughs> so now you'll remember everyone. Absolutely. I'm, I will try my best. This is certainly going to be very helpful. Uh, oh, I'm so sorry you're seeing me like this. I just... Uh, yeah. No, you look amazing. Uh, yes. Well, I'm. I just needed to step away for a minute, you know. So. Honestly, a corset in this weather. Well, it's for the performance, you know. It's a. But sure, but still, look at you. Look at the waistline. Oh my goodness, you know. <laughs> you, you know. You look yes. like me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh. How, how's that all going? You've been on the road for a while. It's good to uh, see you back in town. Yes, yes, it's um, it's been, it's been, and she sort of like takes your elbow to the side and she's just like, it has been a lot. Let me tell you, it's just been a lot. He's, um, he's, he's intense and, and him and, and his husband are in it right now. And that's why I sort of took a step. I'm not supposed to be seen in my costume, but just keep that between you and me. Like they are just having the biggest fight. Um, they're always fighting anyway. I just wanted to give them some space so that hopefully he can get rid of Hugh and then he can get himself centered before the show. Cause it's just, it won't be the same show if he just doesn't, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trudy, I know you know this, but just so you hear it from someone else, if you want to make your own act, you are more than talented enough. You have been traveling with him for how long? So long. 20, 20 years. That's a yeah. long time. You could, yeah. I mean, as far as magicians go, I think you're the tops. So just keep that in mind. I appreciate that. I appreciate I should I should really be getting back. Um, I, it's great to meet all of you. I hope that you all enjoy the show. The Great Grievous welcomes you all. Um, we're very happy to have you. Yes. Yes, break a leg. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, hopefully not too many though. Yeah. Um, anyway. And she, well, you've she, only got two. <laughs> and she the walks. The boys are fighting. After she leaves, of course. Yes, absolutely. So Grievous and Hugh. Hugh. Hugh, Hugh, Hugh. is the Grievous's boyfriend, husband. So this, and Trudy is the magician's assistant or the magician? Magician's assistant. We we have we had neglected to take notes up until this moment. Ben and I both had the same idea at the same time. I think we were, and so uh, and so now we're. What's Grievous's first name? You don't know yet. <laughs> but he's the magician. He's the magician. I guess Doris would know. Doris knows that it's Tom. With an H. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of silent H's in this in our yeah, characters. It's true. I love it so much. I love it so much. Listen, D&D, you put a random apostrophes in there. Brindlewood Bay, you just get a lot of H's. So you make your way to this lighthouse. Um, so as discussed, it is a tiny little museum, right? It's a tiny little museum. So uh, it, it shouldn't take you too long to go through it. And as you enter it, you can see that it basically has four exhibits um, and, and one ship's wheel um, with a gift shop that sells three items. Um, this space should be uh, symmetrical, but one half of the other otherwise like symmetrical spaces is really unusual. Uh, it just feels like off kilter when you enter it. Um, but you can see, like I said, these four little exhibit displays around here and this one ship's wheel and a gift shop. And behind the gift shop counter is Wendy Wales. Ophelia, as it were. Well, I go right up. Obviously. Wendy, hello. Oh, hello. Hi. How are you today? How are you today? How are you today? Welcome to um, the, the Lighthouse Museum uh, on this autumnal fair day. Thank you. Yes. Um, what is Wendy dressed like? Uh, she has on like an eye patch and um, uh, a ship's coat. Amazing. Well, I think I say, well, Wendy, it's nice to see you. Thank you. We're very excited. I don't think any of us have ever been. Baby, have you been here? Oh, no. This is all brand new for me. Okay. So, and I know Lane hasn't because she said, and Doris, neither. So, is there a tour? Oh, um, sure. The, the the tour is is very, very short. Um, right. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm I'm doing this for extra credit. You're doing and... so well. Thank you. Thank you. I just I, I this is like my first day off book and I just I haven't landed it yet. So like I'm sorry. <sighs> okay. Could, could you All put right. a little typical style content advisory when we're about to see the eye leggy thingy photo? Eye leggy thing. Oh, you've been talking to Dr. Banerjee, haven't you? That is exactly who pointed us here, yes. Ah, well, the photo is really nothing to write home about. I mean, this is this is part of the, the color of our wonderful community. Uh, this mystery that was pulled out, and she immediately like takes you over there. The mystery that was pulled out of the bay by the whaling ship, oh the God. Deep Reaver. <laughs> Lane instantly uh, sees it. Eddie Rue is, Eddie Rue is in, in the front. Yes. Uh, it is the blurriest fucking photo you've ever seen. Um, 
it barely looks like anything at all. Uh, there looks like a gray blob on top of another gray blob, and then there's a bunch of black dots in the center of something. And she says, the issue is that the exposure was not right in, um, um, uh, oh God, what year, what year, what year, what year? 1877. And so it came back like this, but reports of it are that it was humongous, the size of a big blue whale. But a blue whale would be quite impossible. But Dr. Banerjee says to keep our <laughs> minds open to possibilities of the ocean. But I mean, come on, a blue whale. Anyway, the possibilities of the ocean. So she continues to like sort of show you these different these different photos that are all of the same thing, but it's completely blurry, bla- like black and white photos on black and white photos of just blobs. I think I want to do a void move, but... I think that might be too much. I don't know. You mean an occult move? Yeah. Do it. I'm going to say, it, it, like, it, depending on what you want to do, you just want to, you want to be careful. Oh, I no. am careful. I Still know. That's it. what I'm, I'm like, I don't think this is the moment. Never I don't think, mind. I would say, like, the, the moment last session was, I think, perfect. But this one, I'm, I'm not sure what you're going to get <laughs> yeah, from that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm just, you know, my, the Dirksen brain is going, but Eddie Ruse doesn't have that Dirksen brain, so I'm going to move on. <laughs> Here's here's the question. L- Lane was trying not to see this because she was afraid of what she was going to see. She was afraid she was going to see something that she has seen before that she is, you know, traumatized by. And when she sees this, of course, it's like watching a train crash and she's now just staring at it. Does she recognize what's in it? She's imagined that she's going to recognize what's in it, but she's she's now looking for real. She's looking for real. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to say that you, um, when you're staring at it, it looks like nothing to you. It looks like absolutely nothing. It's bumpkiss. <laughs> and when he just sort of nods, he goes, I know, right? They get, they get like so worked up about that in the oceanography department. They're all like, woo, look, it's this whole thing. Like Shannon and Dr. Banji will not shut the fuck up about it. It's rid- <gasps> Anyway, that is our first exhibit, 1877, the Deep Reaver finding this whale slash creature moving right along since you asked for the tour i will give you the tour sounds like how i met bill so the next uh, place that she takes you is um 1933 and uh the pictures that are there she says 1933 the revelers a sex cult uh People partying and having a good time and the town of Brindlewood Bay, in my opinion, freaking the fuck out, but whatever. Uh, lots of people were murdered and massacred on February 14th. It's a very weird museum when you stop to think about it for too long. Don't you think? I think. Anyway. And so she shows you some pictures of the mansion. Again, um, that... I would make a joke about Eyes Wide Shut, but that movie has not come out yet. <laughs> 99. <laughs> uh, and there's just like, it's like one single picture of the um of the mansion and that's it that's all that's there moving along we have here uh election night 1952 dwight d eisenhower was elected and then she sort of looks at you all she's like you all know that though sorry it's news to me um anyway we were there honey we were there right well were you actually in town when this happened no no god no okay so this is the night of the um uh Mob, I guess, is how they like to call it. Uh, no, that's not what they told me to say. Uh, mob. Um, the mafia? Uh, excited town folk. Mm. 
the excited town folk uh, took uh, took the exception to the communists um, who had taken over a local uh, brewery in town named Beauregard Bar, and they decided to um, take people out forcibly um, and. Uh, and that's really all that, I mean, there was a rumor, but it's a very, it's a very abstract rumor that somebody died, but like nobody really, nobody died. Nobody died, right? In 1952, not 1968, to be clear. 1952. And, and you said the Beauregard bar? Yes, Beauregard bar. Isn't that the bar, is that the same bar? Sounds, sounds familiar. That, uh, that, that's the same bar that, um, Etienne is reopening. Oh, right? is he? I think so. I think he. I think he's been trying to reopen. He's been trying to reopen that thing for years. I didn't realize that's how it closed. Yes, wow, it's been it was such a long time. You know what? Okay, this is something that I'm not supposed to know, but I do know. Sheriff Darwinbull, he was there that night. He was actually a very, very young man at the time. I was going to say, what a child. Very, very young man, and he was the one who was leading the charge against Beauregard Barr. In 19... So 40... 50. 52. But 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. 45 years ago. He was like 16. Wow. It got hushed up. It got hushed up, right? Because it definitely wasn't mentioned in his election material. I'll tell you that much. Very interesting. Mm. No wonder Etienne's having a hard time reopening that bar. Though it's happening now. Well, this is, ve- I mean, very interesting. Oh, the tour's not over. The tour's, the, I have one more exhibit. <clears throat> okay. Oh, what, what juicy town gossip are we going to get in this one? This is the fall of 1974, and it's when Brindlewood Bay Community College opened its doors, uh, welcoming its first group of students. Now, the town council famously fought the opening of the Brindlewood Bay Community College because it figured it would attract rowdy young people like me. Um, But uh, ruining sort of like, I guess, the quaint vibe they thought that New England towns were supposed to have. Anyway, but they couldn't stop it from being built, right? Um, it was it was made by possible by private investors, um, private investors. Right. That's how this happened, because the town council was opposed to this bureaucracy being what it is. Um, and so this group called the Committee for Alternative Academic Inquiries put forth the money um, and the Brenda Wood Bay Community College was born. And now it has one of the most sophisticated oceanography programs in the country and one of the most well-regarded classics department in the world, despite the fact that it isn't even a four-year institution. Anyway, that's my tour. Do you want to stop by the gift shop? And she like walks three more feet this way. And she's like, we have three things. We have postcards and slap bracelets and another postcard. I'll take a slap bracelet, please. One of each postcard for me. Thank you, Wendy. This has been very informative. I mean... I forgot this was up here. You did a great job. Thank you. You know, the only thing that they haven't really started to figure out, I think because I don't really have any room for it, is that thing that happened in the 90s, you know, in 1990. You all were here for that, right? Uh, physically, yes. Mentally, no. This is this is one of those moments where we flash back right now. We flash back <laughs> to all four of us being here in 1990. <laughs> yeah, how, like, it was, it was like seven years. Probably have you all been here? Tour. I mean, I think, I think... Honestly, probably 
we're this well established as friends. It's probably seven. We probably over here. Yeah. And as soon as she says it, it is like a light bulb sort of turns on in all of your brains. That thing that happened in 1990, um, it happened on New Year's Eve and it all just sort of comes back to you, right? Like like you had forgotten it, but now it's back. And it was a series of ecological disasters that like hit Brotherwood Bay all back to back. There was a hurricane, a tornado and an earthquake. Um and then there was a forest fire right on the edge of town. Um, and that forest fire consumed like this abandoned warehouse where a group of individuals had met to play a game, uh, doing something called um, LARPing, I think. Um, but not uh, you, you're not really sure on what that was. Um, but seemingly these game players died in the fire uh, because, you know, it, was, it went up in flames. But a week later, they were all seen emerging from the woods naked and covered in ash with no idea what happened. And it's like all of you just sort of flash back to that moment because you were in town at the time. I thought the satanic panic was bullshit before that. Wow. There's dungeons in there, dragons. (laughs) I saw a great movie that was just about this lane. It was with with this young uh, actor. Oh. Oh, what was his name? Hanks? Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yeah, no, it was, a, yeah, it was just, yes, it was all about this. And he, he and he lost his mind and he was going to, he was, he would like hurt it, hurt people. Oh, I'll send it. I'll, I'll, I'll find, I wonder if they had, it's might a have good it movie. VHS. You saw it too. Oh, okay. My parents made me watch it because I, and we got rid of all of the dice in our house. How many well, dice did you have? Well, we, it was all in Monopoly games. So we just got rid of our Monopoly oh, game. Well, you don't need that. That's capitalism. In here. Well, and. My dad got rid of the Yahtzee, which made him cry. I still remember that day. It was a sad day. Well, that's true. Can't play Yahtzee with dominoes. Well, not with that attitude. As my mother used to say, a house without Yahtzee is hardly a house at all. Very sad. Mm. That so was a true. great impression of your mother. Thank you. I've been thinking about her a lot recently. <laughs> uh, Wendy rubs her eye under her eye patch and just like... Anything else I can do for you all? It's so lovely to see you. I know we didn't meet under the best of circumstances, but I know um, that Mabel is really excited, Lane, for us to do that all-female Hamlet. She won't stop talking about it. Oh, Lane. I'm so excited you're on board. I Me too, Lane. do have to answer some phone calls from my agent about... It, Ooh, I'm sure is... he's just thrilled to pieces that this is happening. Oh, uh, yeah, no, no, she does not know about this yet. <laughs> I love it. I'm excited for both th- for for the, for that for sure. Has Lane shared that with us, by the way? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, cool, super cool. But I'm excited for Hamlet. Honestly, she's still trying to like to deal with it. So yeah. no. Well, thank you, Wendy. It's really lovely to see you. You're doing a great job. Yeah, would you tell Dr. Banerjee that? Because she's the one who's in control of my extra credit. I'm not doing so well in that class. I'm no Shannon Doherty. Okay, well, I mean, I don't know. Uh, Yeah, yes, if it'll help, yes. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yes, we'd be happy to pass it on. Uh, One more thing. Question for you, Wendy. I'm just curious, what's your favorite fact that you learn about that you've learned about our town on this in this job and this extra credit oh you know i'm mostly i'm just so fascinated with why we have a oceanography program i mean i know it's good i do know that but like everybody's really into it like in a like shocking way 
that I was not quite prepared for when I came here. Well, I know we're just a bunch of old ladies, but if you ever need a break, you know, you can always come. Have you ever read, and I take out a copy of one of the Gold Crown Mysteries, have you ever read this book or any of these books? Which co- which one do you pull out? Oh, I pull out, uh, Did we have we decided on what the first one is? I don't think so. Okay, where is that? That's somewhere in our... I have one of the books on audio. I have... We have The Case of the Forbidden Rowboat. Which I know we put it because I, which we haven't haven't put a description. I think I'm gonna put it. It's gonna be um, <laughs> cozy. Idol. There's the no now. Oh yes, yes the no no from last uh, game. Okay, and then there's the. But we have to get. We have to make up a new one. I mean, come on. The case of the spotted apple. <laughs> yes, that's the first that's one. The that's the name of the first of the first one for sure. Uh, and we, and I just sort of like, I always carry an extra copy just to give to people. And so I'm just gonna, you know, hand her say like, I don't know, just if you ever need like a break. This is awesome. Thank you. Some people think I can't read. So that's really wonderful. Wendy, you played Ophelia. You can read. Well, we know that's an insult. You could use that to your advantage. Don't let people know all of your strengths. Keep a couple of cards hidden in the deck. Same. You can absolutely read, and if you have confidence in yourself, you could play Fanny Bryce on Broadway. Can we just say? Can we just say that Baby is like takes off her glasses and like cleans them while she says this? <laughs> I love that all of you are giving such great advice to a young person. It's really fantastic. Honestly, this is like the best and most helpful. We've been all this time. <laughs> I love it. She looks exactly like Leah Michelle, right? I oh want, yeah. I just want to point out that that is an optional thing that you can get experience for in this game, and none of you took it. <laughs> <laughs> Not a single one of you has taken it. <laughs> I love that none of you are playing the Min Max game because Brenda Wood Bay really doesn't favor it at all. <laughs> It doesn't at all. It's just sort of like, no, 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 this is a relaxing game about Cthulhu-like monsters. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying. I've got an idea for, for, for my other one, but we'll see. I got one of them. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So you make your way back out of the lighthouse, the tiny little lighthouse with four displays. Um, and you turn around uh, to the big lawn again, and you see that everybody's sort of gathering for the big, um, the big performance of the Great Grievous. Uh, and in the front, who do you see? But so many people you know, including Etienne Beauregard. You see uh, Shannon Doherty. You see Ginger Hale. You see Janice Owens. You see somebody that you maybe have not talked to yet specifically, but is certainly there, Sheriff Darwimple. And you see, standing on the stage is uh, Dean of the College, Olin Dearborn, brother of Xavier Dearborn of Boutique Antics. And he welcomes everybody to the great festivities, and he talks so wonderfully about the great Grievous um, having uh, graced us with the presence after a very, very long, long tour, um, as you all sort of sidle up. Are there anybody in particular that you're planning on sidling up to for this performance? I have a weird request, and you can tell me no. Yeah. Is there any way that Eddie Rue could somehow be accidentally required to be, like, 
a magician's assistant and get like sawed in half or something <laughs> is there any way <laughs> i don't know if this is that show but i think that that there is a version of this show that that is a thing and so i just want to know if there's any possibility that, that so happens. eddie rue is going to stand super close to the stage <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and look like very excited to be there <laughs> yeah, because okay. that's what she's hoping for and we're going to see what happens i think that's Excellent. what that's exactly that's how it needs to happen okay cool <laughs> love it love it Anybody else have anybody particular that you're like, yes, want to be near that person or near the stage or in the back or anything? Yeah, I want to be as close as possible to Janice. Great. Yes. So you the Janice is uh, is standing next to Esther, um, but Esther is like basically got like her her hand around Janice. But on the other side of her is is empty for sure. But you can stand near to Janice. You want to say anything to Janice? Not yet. I just want her to know that I'm right there. Oh, she knows. And she's Good. looking down at her feet again. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything just yet. I just want to stand as close as possible where she won't say anything. Lane, are you still suffering from stage fright? How close to this stage do you want to be? <laughs> Oh, that's a good point. I, you know, I had cleared it because we weren't in the theater anymore, but I guess we are in an outdoor theater, so I'll put it back on. I, I think Lane always likes being in the back anyway. Lane is a last row person. Love it. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, there are some chairs, but a lot of it is standing. So excellent. Excellent. Um, Lynn is in the last row of chairs. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. She's still sitting. Eddie Rue on the other hand is standing and then and, and hoping to be picked. <laughs> love it. Uh, Doris, what about you? Oh, Doris is going to go up to Ginger and Doris is going to say, uh, Ginger, you know, you really, uh, you really light up the room or the field as it were oh um uh yes yeah you too yeah yeah totally <laughs> uh you do too yeah um can you believe that they're doing this like outside like a magic show outside like you can't control the lighting here at all like this is like it's, we're gonna be able to see everything it's gonna be great it's gonna yeah. be great it's gonna be great i yeah. know i i feel like the, the sleight of hand is gonna be it's either gonna be well no it's gonna be great it's gonna be great trudy is trudy's the best and, you know, the great, oh, what's his name? The great, oh, what's his name? He's great, too. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the great, the great Grievous is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally, totally. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Cool. 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 And she just starts to sip a beer that she has in her hand. She's like, yep, yeah. As the show begins. Awesome. If David Copperfield uh, can make the Statue of Liberty, dis Liberty disappear. I was just looking up if he did that by now, and he did. It was 1983. Oh, I love it. Oh, that's great. Um, so the performance of the Great Grievous is indeed quite something. Um, he and Trudy look so perfectly in sync the entire time. Um, their movements are masterful and perfectly showy. He, of course, does a few classics, um, and he does need a volunteer um, to be sawed in half. <laughs> <laughs> and he takes Eddie Rue very happily up on stage and Trudy sort of winks. <laughs> oh my God, she's going to die. <laughs> um, you can see from the audience that Etienne um, whoops and hollers really, really loud for you, Eddie Rue. Um, uh, and he's also like sipping from from a very well-worn flask and, and he holds like a flower that you gave him um, 
on his, uh, like he's got it pinned to his, his fisherman sweater. Um, and you do get sawed in half, uh, <laughs> uh, in, in classic fashion. Uh, and oh my you- gosh, she's dead. Oh my gosh, she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, but it turns out to be fake. It's all fake. It's fine. You step out. It's wonderful. Trudy has you take a bow and says, you know, good work, oh. good work. <laughs> Etienne again whoops and hollers for you. Um, it's nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> um, and they lead you back down the stairs and Etienne is waiting there at the end of the stairs for you um, as you come off stage and just sort of stands as close to you as he possibly can. I walk right by him. So rude to my Etienne. <laughs> no, not rude at all. He knows. <laughs> yeah, he follows. Um, he follows. Um, he does a, a lot of his classic tricks. Um, but what makes his act so distinctive is actually how bloody it is. Um, almost every single act, with the exception of the one that requires an audience member because he doesn't want to ruin anybody's clothes, um, comes with fake splatters of blood, um, which makes uh, everything extra supercharged um, because it's just like, ah, there's a splatter of blood there and a splatter of blood there. And suddenly the great Grievous, his name sort of makes a little bit more sense. Um, definitely by the end of it, this uh, green corseted sequin thing that Trudy has on is covered in blood and everything. Everything he is wearing is covered in blood. Um, people are gasping and laughing in equal measure um, as this is happening. I think Lane is laughing because the uh, Eddie Rue surviving being cut in half desensitized her. Great. Like, no, it's got to be a trick. Fantastic. Yeah, I would. Me- I would meddle. I don't know how to me- how to meddle in this, but. Yeah, not yet, but 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 yeah, you can clock it as as weird. Yeah, I think at one of the at one of the moments of very sudden like jump scare level blood splatter, uh, Doris like jumps and put her, puts her hand on Ginger's knee, uh, and she takes your your hand and she just holds it in in hers um, while you sit there. It's okay. It's just a trick. This is his whole thing. It's his whole thing. It's it's just got more. It's just got a lot more blood than I remember. But that's that's fine. Yeah, he got he he got really into the Grand Guignol in the past year, or so it's, uh, it's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the crown jewel of this performance, um, the final act, the grand finale, is his resurrection act. And this is the moment that people have heard about because this is the one he's been touring with, but they have not quite seen it yet. He enters into this contraption um, after he and and Trudy sort of uh, do some showman stuff with a rope, um, making it into a noose. Um, And then he puts the noose over his head and Trudy hangs him. And everybody goes quiet as they wait for several uncomfortable minutes while he twitches on the rope, and then he goes still. But Trudy looks very fine. There's nothing about her that's saying that this is terrifying in any way, shape, or form. She waits for him to completely stop twitching until he goes completely slack. She even does some things with his body, um, and his eyes like look like they have burst a little bit. She lowers him down. She removes the rope and he crumples to the ground, but Trudy still looks unfazed. While he lays on the stage and Trudy does some more business, some showman stuff with the rope, I think, Eddie Rue, because you're the closest, you stare um, 
at something on his neck. It looks like it's a tattoo of an eye. Um, and the more you stare at it, um, this this neck tattoo of an eye, it's as if um, it's as if like this bloody eye has been pulled out of a socket like your dream. And as you stare, you're almost certain that the eye looks around and blinks. Okay. Well, Eddie Root gets very calm, very quiet in that moment. Uh, There's Etienne, no one nearby, so. Yeah, Etienne is also just like watching like really still. He's like, what's going on? Is he going to get up? Is he going to get up? up? Shut up. Okay. Shut up. And then just like that, he pops up as if completely <laughs> fine. He is completely fine, and everybody breathes a sigh of relief, and he and Trudy are laughing and smiling and applauding, and they're just bowing as they take their exit off the stage. Eddie Root does not applaud. I was about to put uh, gloves on, surgical gloves, and I'd angrily just take them off. (laughs) 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 Damn it. (laughs) I was ready. That was magic. <laughs> the child next to you goes, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. The Sorry. audience oh, is I just was such... talking to the child. I see. Yes. <laughs> the audience is all a Twitter about, about what just happened. Oh my God, that was incredible. I really thought he was, and they were all, they're all just like, oh my God, he is great. The great Grievous. I haven't seen his show. And so, and they're just all so excited. And so, and you can see that Trudy and, and great Grievous have made their way to the tent behind the stage, um, their dressing tent um, where she was avoiding earlier. Yeah. And you all are, are, are just sort of sitting out in the audience. What do you want to do? I want to look at the stage, but just like discreetly, just to be like, wow. Pretend I'm really surprised, but I also just want to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> just kind of look at their equipment a little bit. Yeah, their equipment, it does. It's so funny that you asked specifically about their equipment because all of it looks really basic. Um, where he was hanging, are there any other cables or stuff, or is it just the rope? Like, is there a little, like, fishing wire? It was just a rope around a beam. Interesting. I don't like that. <laughs> I think Eddie Rue turns to Etienne and says, tell me again when, when the bar is opening. Uh, well, I'm glad that you asked, actually. I've been meaning to talk to you. I saw you I saw you come in. Um, it's, it's opening in, in a week or two, and I would really... I know you saw me come in. I know you Continue. know I know. Continue. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I wanted to invite you. It's opening, it's opening in a week. Um, and any, any hands you a postcard. It's like, it is opening in a week. I, I really do want you to come. And, um, I have something else for you, actually. Um, I was cleaning up, uh, some of my, uh, mother's things and I found this and, um, I thought you would like it. And he holds up on like a silver chain, um, this really, really intricate, like antique key. Um, it's not super heavy. It's, it's, it'll work on a necklace. Um, and he says, but I thought of you when I saw it and I would like you to have it. What? Etienne. I take it and I put it on. It looks nice on you. You're full of surprises. And he takes your hand and he kisses it and he's like, I know. Okay. I'll be there. Hmm. With my friends. Of course. Of course. 
Of course. Okay. She walks away and very Betty Boop just go gung, go gung, go gung, go gung. (laughs) (laughs) And then she comes around the back and she goes, What the fuck was that? Um, how can we make that a condition? Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. If you're going to have that reaction, it's a condition. <laughs> I think it's just going to be, okay, fine. It's um, probably inappropriate. It's <laughs> inappropriate. I love it. <laughs> that's, that's such a good name for a condition. It's a great name for a condition. It's going <laughs> to impact how you behave this entire time. It's going to be great. It's way more fun. <laughs> So you all are sort of gathered out here. Is there anything else that you want to do? Um, Janice has has said that's a great show to you, baby, um, as she like starts to to walk away and Esther's like pulling her along. I'll give you a show and I'm just going to walk away. <laughs> great. Love it. Love it. Sometime. Uh, does anybody else want to do anything? Uh, I'd like to go find Trudy. Oh, great. Because just at this moment, let's give it a little bit of a breath. Um, just at this moment, you hear a scream. Is this part of the show? We rush. We <laughs> rush. Do you remember that thing from last time when, when we were like, we're like running and running and running and then Doris just passes everybody? Yeah. <laughs> she has legs. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, you. Uh, I think uh, this is part of the show. <laughs> You all are, are trying to look around to see where the scream is coming from, and you spot Frank Spitznagel, who's been staring at all of you um, very intensely, but then he heard the scream, and then he is also looking at you all and looking where the scream happened. Um, as you all start to move towards this tent, um, and uh, she's outside the tent. She's, like, dropped her cigarette on the ground um, because she was apparently standing outside smoking at the time, um, and she's just screaming... Oh my God, so much blood, so much blood. Um, And you sort of see through the flap here that the great Grievous um, has been split into a great many pieces as if been butchered by a great machine, like a a cow butchering machine of some sort. Where are my gloves? Baby, 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 give us gloves, give us gloves. I don't think this is part of the show. That's a cut to commercial. Yes, exactly. Then we do a cut to commercial. It's always waiting for it. I'm always waiting for the line. What's the line before we go to commercial? It's only so far method acting can go, and I really don't think it's, it's an it. oval teen commercial. <laughs> So we are um, shortly after uh, the discovery of the body has happened. And you all are, of course, like gathered outside the tent, as are a great many other people who are just like, oh, my God, what happened? What happened? What happened? And Sheriff Derwimple is there and he has cuffed um, Trudy Tellers um, uh, as he's as as he's trying to clear the crowd. Um, uh, and you can see the coroner, the, the, they're taking away, they're carting away the great Grievous's body. Um, and it is just a bloody, bloody mess of things. Um, and Trudy is crying and saying, it wasn't me, it wasn't me. And you see the Dean, the person who had welcomed everybody, um, to the event. He's, he's saying, everybody calm down, you know, let's not focus on the ne- negative, right? Like, let's just like, it's, it's, it's going to be fine. The sheriff is here to take care of it, but let's all just like, let, let's not let this ruin our autumnal fair. Okay, everybody? Okay, everybody? Is this a tent? Like outside of a tent? In all the commotion, is there a way for us to get around back to the back flaps of the tent? Yeah, I think so. I think um, you'd have to probably make a day move for it. 
We're not quite I mean, at night do, move do territory we all yet. Want to do that? I don't like that Frank was staring at us, and I kind of want to stalk him a little bit. I hmm. think Lane maybe wants to confront the sheriff. Uh, I, that, okay. That's probably her impulse. <laughs> well, Eddie Rue's going to go around the back. Great. Eddie <laughs> Rue. Yeah. Um, you can make me uh, a day move on that one. Um, sure. So uh, when you do something risky or face something you fear, name what you're afraid will happen. If you fail or lose your nerve, then roll with the appropriate ability. I'm afraid I'll get caught. Okay. I think this might be a composure move. Yeah. How are you impacted by being inappropriate? Are you impacted by being inappropriate or any of your other conditions in this moment? To be fair, I am fully, this is a fully inappropriate thing to do. <laughs> yeah. 100%. I don't, um, I don't disagree. So I think that is how I think, I think, I guess I am impacted by it, but I don't know that it necessarily harms, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's like maybe I'm just playing it, but no, I think that works. Go oh, ahead cool. and roll. Should I do one at a time? Six. Five. Plus one. That's a 12. Hell That's a yeah. 12. You are able so well to sneak by all of this commotion while all of this commotion is happening into the tent. Um, into the tent, no problem. Amazing. Oh, 12. Uh, That's huge, too. Doesn't that, don't yes. we get like extra stuff? You do. That's what I was looking at because we haven't had a 12 on a day or a night move ever, I think. <laughs> and I was like, hold on. They get something for this. It's amazing um, we've solved any mysteries. <laughs> Uh, the keeper will tell you some extra benefit or advantage you receive. Describe what it looks like. Okay. So I think the extra advantage that you get here, that you'll get uh, additional insight for being so uh, for being so crafty, um, but maybe it's just being crafty. Maybe that's your additional uh, advantage. What do you mean by crafty? Hmm. Let's say that this you is fun. Like, I, I'm not, I know. You know, I know exactly. It is. Um, so because you're crafty, let's see. Um, I mean, the, the, the easiest thing to say that like you get an advantage on the role, um, for meddling, which I think obviously that's going to happen because you got that's a 12 what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm about to meddle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but with crafty too, I would say that, um, that you, Oh, I know. Okay. So, um, Right now, because you just did that so well, you also have like heightened sensitivity to the void, um, but you don't necessarily know that right now. Ooh, it's not like cool. you. It's, it's not like you got a plus one to it, but like you also just have heightened sensitivity to the void. So your craftiness is like is extra is on fire right now. And you're just like hyper attuned. Cool. Let's just say that's what it is. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, what I want to do is metal in the sense that I just want to like get as much information about what looks like it happened. You know what I mean? Because that Trudy's getting, that's crazy. Right. And like, what is this machine? That kind of thing. Excellent. So when you're in this tent, um, it does look like they're just like their dressing room tent. There's like two stations set up, one for him, one for her. Um, and in the center where it seemed to happen, um, there is no machine. There's nothing there. Um, there's like nothing there. It's not like he was in a butcher machine. It's just like he looks like he has been butchered by a cattle machine. That's what oh. happened. Um, and okay. so like it's just like blood on this on this grass, just all over this grass. Wow. Okay. That's quite a clarification. 
Okay. Is there like a central area that is most bloody? Like if this person exploded, do you know what I mean? Like, is there like a blood pattern that I could find or is this too much? Uh, it, it wouldn't be necessarily a blood pattern, um, but you can roll to metal to see what yeah, else you might, you might find. That's what I think I want to do. Yeah. I shouldn't. While you're extra attuned, especially because you saw so many things. Would that be sensitivity then that I should do? Yeah, let's roll with sensitivity for your clues. Might as well. Hell yeah. All right. All right. One at a time. Five. Three, eight plus one, nine. All right. You're sort of looking around. uh, And while you're looking for a blood spatter or something that sort of gives you any key to what might have happened here... Um, you do find, um, like something that looks like it maybe fell out of, uh, out of his pocket, um, like a, a, a letter in an envelope kind of thing that was perhaps on his body. Um, and when you open it, you see that it's like a letter that he wrote to Trudy. Um, but it was, it's covered in blood. It's just like soaked through in blood, um, so you can't make out everything it says, but what it is is a letter of explanation um, in terms of uh, pay, what he owes her. And it was in the center of this blood splatter. Um, and the other thing that sort of comes out from all of this is um, in the middle of all of this, something that shouldn't be there is a broken piece of mirror, but the mirrors in this tent are fully intact. Oh, okay. Are those two, am I getting two clues? Those are two clues. Wow. Because you're extra sensitive right now. Super fun. Are either of them void clues or are they all for this mystery? They're all for this mystery. I will let you know if they are a void, void specific. Cool. What I'm going to do... Oh, man. I wish I had a camera. But I don't... I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take them both with my gloved hands and uh, maybe put them in like a plastic bag that I have in my purse. Because <laughs> I probably do. Uh, and then vacate. Fantastic. Yeah. As you sort of do that, you do spy yourself in these like opposing mirrors that are on opposite sides of the tent. Mm -hmm. And it's like that weird double vision thing. But they also all turn um, red as you're looking through them. Right. Like it's just like this thing that has happened in this tent. You're just surrounded by blood in these reflections. Um, That is your void clue. But you leave. And you walk in on uh, Lane, getting into it perhaps with the sheriff. Yeah, you just, she's just right in his face like, this is the first person you've arrested at a scene of a crime in three weeks and three murders. Show me the evidence. Show me the evidence. And can we... It's so good. Can we kind of tag team it? Like if Lane is making a stink in the sheriff's face, can I like sneak over and try to talk to Trudy? (laughs) yes um for sure um yeah uh and 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 he's just sort of like he's just sort of flabbergasted he's like where the fuck did you come from um but uh but he's just like look 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 
It's nothing personal, okay? I just think that this work is best left to the professionals. I don't have to explain in myself to you, okay? I just wouldn't want any of you to break a hip, just like I wouldn't want my mother to break a hip, okay? So, like, I don't want you to misconstrue the evidence, right? Police work is hard, you know, and it's not for everyone. But don't take it so personally, Miss Walter. Just don't take it so personally. I will take it personally when I am arrested. <sighs> When I'm called into the DA's office and they won't even put, they won't even do me the common courtesy of putting me in cuffs. I'm, I'm very sorry that that was your experience, Miss Walter. I'm very, very sorry that that was your experience of that situation. Don't it's you experience me. You have no experience, you little baby face. Thank you. Uh Thank you. I do try. Is this a move? This has got to be a move. You should make this a <laughs> it can move. Be it's a too move. good. <laughs> yeah. What are you trying to? Yeah. Are you trying to meddle? What are you trying to do? I mean, I I think I'm doing it because of my condition, lawless. Okay. Um. But yeah, no. I mean, I th I think what I'm doing is probably a day move, night move. One of those. I'm I'm confronting someone who like I am afraid of. Like I am afraid of the law. I think they are all against us. Awesome. Um, yeah. So if you're going to do, I think that it, because yeah, you're right. You are confronting the law in this particular situation. I think we have to call it a night move as opposed to the day move because, uh, he has much higher status than you do. So when you do something risky or face something you fear, name what you're afraid will happen if you fail or lose your nerve. The keeper will tell you how it is worse than you fear. Yeah, I will. I think, uh, Lane, Lane fears, that there is a like massive conspiracy against us that the law is uh, perpetrating and that like they'll get away with it. And she's trying to make them not get away with it. With you. But also okay. I really hate Frank. So I got to handle that first. <laughs> yes. We'll, we'll get to Phoebe. Yeah. We'll get to Frank in a minute. Um, yeah. So. Um, I think the way that it's worse than you fear is that if you continue in this way, Miss Walter, you will be under arrest as well. All righty. Um, and I assume I'm rolling with disadvantage due to my lawlessness. Oh, 100%. That's wonderful. Um, but I'm rolling with presence, which is a plus two. All right. That is a five, a four, and a two. So that is six plus two, eight. Excellent. All right. Take that, min-maxing. <laughs> um, fantastic. Uh, yeah, so Sheriff Darewimple says, okay, 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 Miss Walter, Miss Walter, I understand that you're upset. I really, really do. I really, really do. Bert, Bert, Bert. And he's like shouting for Bert. He's like, will you please take Miss Walter um, and take her statement about how, you know, this has impacted her personally and we will we will make a, a, a complaint with the DA's office. Yes? I just, I'm so sorry that you went through that, Miss Walter. This was not, I mean, it was not our intention. Obviously, something got misconstrued at the DA's office. Uh, nothing that you have done in any way, shape, or form has uh, has has made us unhappy, but you will have to go talk to Bert um, and about Bert, it. And Bert, you will be hearing my complaint about arresting a local celebrity, Trudy Teller, who did not do this. And, and Bert, oh, um, yes, I'm very happy to take your statement this way, Miss Walter. Uh, yeah, and she walks off with Bert and yells to the crowd, they don't know what they're doing. They don't have a shred of evidence. They're just making it up. It's a big conspiracy. Take me away, Bert. 
girls, I think our leading lady is back. Uh, fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. So while all that is happening, Doris, um, you can absolutely talk to Trudy. It's pretty good cover. Uh, awesome. Oh, yeah, she's great. It's very distracting. <laughs> um, yeah, I want to, I, I, I think I just want to meddle in and kind of like trying to like discreetly talk to Trudy and be like, Trudy, what did you see? What happened in there? Uh, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I just like I went out for my post show cigarette like I do all the time. You know, we go back. I like quickly change out of all of this. I don't even bother taking off my makeup. I go out to smoke. I mean, people run in and out all the time just to say hi and whatever. It's fine. His husband was there. His old like like friend was there. Frank was there. All these people are just like coming in and out. And then I turn back around and he's alone, except he's been split into so many pieces. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I don't know how anyone could split a person up that quickly. I mean, uh, you didn't see there wasn't anyone anyone. uh, There's no like hidden knives as part of your act. I don't know. This is this is a lot. Uh, Yeah, go ahead and roll the metal. Roll to metal. And are you affected by any of your conditions? A doozy of a day. Yes. Um, I mean, on if we're probably still spooked, I think it's fair to say. And I will roll with I probably composure, trying to be secretive about talking to her. Okay. We got Oh my god, we got a six, a two, and a one. So that's a four. Real dice did not do me any favors. <laughs> okay, hold on one second. We're gonna do something that we haven't done before. Uh-oh. Um no no no, in a good way. Um we're going to do something called cut to commercial. Um, yes. I'm so excited for cut to commercial. I've been waiting for our moment this entire time. Okay. So basically um, what this is, is that we're going to give you a redo here. Um, But in order to earn your redo, um, you have to improvise an advertisement um, that, uh, that would happen during this television show that would be specifically advertised to elderly people or people who are at home in the middle of the day. Um, So we can all sort of uh, workshop what this um, uh, commercial would be for, um, but you will have to narrate this commercial, uh, Doris, uh, and with the help of your your team. So any any immediate ideas that are coming to you? Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I feel like I I jumped right to like a really like an old school infomercial where the first part's in black and white and everyone everything's fall like. Did you ever? Isn't it a bummer when you can't keep all your Tupperware in a cabinet? Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm falling down the stairs. Don't you hate when blah blah blah? Like it's one of those. I think I don't know what the product is. I would love more ideas. on <laughs> It's 1997. I mean, it could be like a cook. It's got to be some sort of cooking. Oh, yeah. It's got to yeah. be like a I mean, Teflon, no stick. It's like not quite slap chop, but not, but it's also like not quite Ginzu knives. Do you know what totally. I mean? It's like right between there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, oh, you know what it is? Okay. My, this is great. My cousin is the owner of a, like a telemarketing company, like an as seen on TV kind of company. And, when I was a kid, she had this 
you know, prototype that was a uh, defrosting plate. Do you know those things? <laughs> Do you ever see those at like, but it's just like this metal plate that you put, it just like slots and it just, it's, I don't know how it works. It's a little creepy. Um, but I think that's, that's what it is. It's one of those like, do you need your chicken to defrost faster? And you see a man <laughs> falling down the stairs with a, ch- a big chicken. <laughs> Holding a chicken and falling. <laughs> like Hanna-Barbera cartoon sound effects. Not and paid and, for. And the frozen chicken hits him, in his, it hits him in the head. And then he goes, oh. <laughs> and then it goes black and white and it has like X over the situation. <laughs> 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 then you need <laughs> I don't know right, Do you think you can do the whole thing? Oh I think so Yeah Yeah you got it Um, Does anyone have a snappy name for the defroster? Like I'm just a defroster 9000 But I don't know if anyone has That's great okay, great. That's very That's so 97 good. That's very 97 <laughs> that works <laughs> The frostomatic nine thousand. Defro- oh, there we go. There, that's, it needed. Ooh, it needed it. like, um, yeah. Defrost-o-matic. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Fade in on the infomercial. <laughs> it's just been one of those days. You're in your recliner. You're watching your soaps. You didn't take the chicken out for dinner, or maybe. You're running around. You're getting your house ready. The ham is still frozen. The dinner guests are coming in two hours. Never fear, for the new product of the season is here. The Defrostomatic 9000. With one simple swipe of this plate out of its chilling place in your uh, freezer or fridge, you would just put your frozen meat upon the Defrostomatic 9000. And in just 40 short minutes, it's ready to go in the oven. Dinner party saved. You see the wettest looking chicken on a Lazy Susan <laughs> turning around in a white void. Like it's been covered in mayonnaise. It's just shiny. Call now for this limited time offer. Hurry. Ex- offer expires in six minutes. 1 800 defrost 9. And then it's going to be like, make us burns. Yours for only two easy payments of $29.99. Defrost my backup is not responsible for illnesses. You set your own risk. I mean, that's got to be a success. Oh, 100% that's a success. Uh, so it makes it that you have rolled actually a 10 or an 11 um, for this uh, for this roll. Um, we love we love it. We love to see it. All right. So um, <laughs> uh, Trudy with her like her arms still around you. She's just like she's like, OK, so. I don't know what's going on here, but this all feels very connected to like the shit that he was getting into because my God, there was something weird that changed with him. He didn't want to go on tour anymore. And he, and like we had an offer on the table for another huge world tour, but he didn't want to do that. He wanted to come back and be here in Brindlewood Bay because I don't know. He was really into this idea of continuing this resurrection act, but like, for real. 
Okay, so to, so when you say for real, you mean for real because that did I I'm no magician, but that did not look fake today. Yeah. Well, it is fake. I just don't know how he does it because he won't tell me. Ooh. And he was said it was important that he do it here in Brindlewood Bay. He wanted to come home. I don't know if he cared if he did this act in Brindlewood Bay, but he did just want to like continue to work on resurrection. But he never made it sound like it was an act, an act. Wow. It just sounded like he wanted to work on resurrection, like resurrection. It's so bizarre. Like, I mean, I'll tell you, Doris, because because I think, you know, you and I are on the same page. We were best friends. You know, he and I are best friends. And so, like, I, I was very used to calling bullshit. But he kind of lost his sense of humor about it in, like, the past several months, right? Ever since he got that fucking tattoo. Like, he pulled me into a room with a dead spider, right? And he was like, see, I can make its leg switch. I can make it live again. Just you watch. And I'd be like, sure, Tom. And he'd get madder and madder. He used to joke back about that kind of stuff. But not anymore. It just wasn't funny anymore. Ooh. And this tattoo he had has had it's is it an eye perchance? Yeah, he got it um, the last time we were in town, like nine months ago um, at Best Bay's. Uh, he went to go see Salty Nancy, so-called because she's salty. That, that tracks. That checks out. Um, oof. Wow. <sighs> well, Trudy, look, if. I I feel like you're in a bad spot right now. Not that I think you did this, obviously, just the handcuffs. But uh, well, I'm here for you. If you, you know, if you need some bail money, I don't have much. But I mean, I, I just don't, they got the wrong person here, obviously. I mean, obviously, but hopefully he can't keep me very, very long just for standing there. Do what you can, Doris. OK, good luck, Trudy. All right. So then let's check in with Baby, who is perhaps just like staring intently at Frank. Yeah. And obviously with the glasses, it makes my eyes much bigger. So my eyes are just like this. Coke bottles. Yeah. Uh, what's Frank been up to? Because whatever he's been up to, I've been up to. Yeah, he's um, he's just standing there with his hand over his mouth, just watching this whole thing go down. He's watched like uh, Lane be be carted off, um, and uh, and is just sort of standing there, still in awe about what happened. I think this is the first time I've seen you show this much emotion. And he looks around, and then he looks down. He's like, "Oh, hi." Ah, oh, there it is. So, how's your dog? <laughs> My dog, Bruno, is fine. Good dog. Anyhow, um, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know you liked magic. And I'm just like, I want to make this as uncomfortable as possible because obviously we don't talk. So like this small talk is just like, why the fuck are you talking to me? But I just want to talk and make him uncomfortable because I want to see what was going on. Yeah. And he's just he's like continually like angry exhaling. (sighs) This never this never would have happened. This never would have happened. Mm-hmm. you've been up to something bad mm-hmm. this just wouldn't have what no i haven't been up to something bad <sighs> this just never would have happened if it was me i didn't know you wanted to be a magician you you didn't know that i i was the original uh partner of mm. of the of tom i i he and i was we were gonna start this whole thing together right like, but who can beat with the showmanship of Trudy? I mean, uh, no one, right? 
I mean, he clearly made the right choice, obviously, until now. But, you know, he had a whole career and I be I became the bursar and that's been just fine. I, I didn't really want to be it. I mean, it would be I mean, would it be better if we had an evil Home Depot in town? Yes, but I have my dog, right? And other than that, everything is is golden. I have my garden. I have my dog. I have my peace and quiet since Teddy stopped banging around at all hours. What more could you really want? Who wants to be a magician anyway? Life really is just working out for you so well, huh? Can I help you with something? No, you're helping me just fine. It was just too cold and I needed some hot-blooded asshole to stay in here and just keep me warm for a little bit. And he tries to, like, make a lot of space between you and him after you say that. Still staying warm. Thanks, bud. Um, that's odd. I'm going to scuttle off. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I want to find the Goyles because now I just learned some hot guy. Yeah. So you all kind of uh, reconvene together and share your, your information. What do you talk about? Well, I tell everybody about the eye. Definitely very important. Yeah, and then every all, all the clues. I don't think Bert wrote down a single thing I said. <laughs> <laughs> you were marvelous. Performance of the year. I should get you flowers. Oh, speaking of <laughs> speaking of uh, crazy shit, and I take out the letter and I take out the mirror and I go, I did it bad. Oh, you did a good. You, you used the gloves. I know, but I did a, but I did a, I know, but I did a, but I should have left them. But also like, I just didn't trust that they would see them. Okay. I didn't trust that they would see them. It's okay. They're going to mishandle them if they yeah. see them. Yeah, you did. You have Probably going to throw them away. Okay. You did okay. the right thing, Eddie Rue. You have Oof. a plastic bag. We're fine. Everything's fine. It was so gross. Where? In there. Just Oof. so you know. That's all. I saw I saw a peek through the tent and I was wholly grossed, so I can only imagine. Oof. Listen, I filed enough medical insurance paperwork. Nothing surprises me anymore. So tell me everything. Blood. Blood <laughs> everywhere. Love it. Truly, though. Like mm. you don't realize how goopy. Right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's anyway. like black bean sauce. I feel like I'm really, you know, I I I feel like I've really desensitized myself to this. Um, I don't know how good that is, but here we are. Girls, I know this sounds like personal bias, but I do think we need to keep an eye on our dear boy, Frank. He seems like he's up to no good. And he was muttering some very suspicious things. I don't know. And he was very suspiciously near the tent when we found Mm -hmm. the Yeah. This. Trudy Trudy told us didn't wasn't he in the tent? Didn't Trudy say that he was in the tent before she left? She did. And nothing nothing good can come of anyone that's near Frank ever. Let's be honest. The question remains, how'd he blow the guy up? Well, we didn't see anything outside, correct? No. So that means I didn't hear anything. Well, that means it's got to be something on the inside. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Trudy told me some weird stuff. Like when you say inside, baby, it might be like deep inside. You know, she said that Grievous wanted to work on resurrection, but for real. 
Like for real, like a dead spider coming back to life. For real. Well, he did the opposite of that. Yeah. Well, all I want to say is, after what I saw, I hope he doesn't come back to life. Do we think it's like alien? Y'all saw that movie, right? You saw the trailer and thing comes out of the chest. It goes, I mean. It might be. Is that the one in Antarctica? Yes, like the one in Antarctica, but remember what we saw at the museum, too. I don't, I don't watch any like of these that. movies. These movies are all too scary for me. Well, I just like to keep my options open. Teddy always said it was best to have a clear mind. I think in this moment, it's this thing where like, we all sort of like left thinking about Teddy. And say, why don't we all go and have some of that tea that Teddy was famous for making? I know we have some of it. But I have it. No, I have it. We can come to mine. We should absolutely go do that. Awesome. And you all start to trot, to trot away as the pen, as the camera pans away and you're going to figure out how you're going to continue this investigation and next time. Yay! All right. Love it. Well, let's uh, let's go through uh, your advancement. Um, did you we didn't solve a mystery this time, but did you perhaps well, I advanced. Do, did you do other things? Yeah. As I shared a memory of my late family member. You did? Of your mother, and I, I sh- definitely showed someone that I've still got it. Yeah. I, I well, and also like I looked super hot doing it. So. <laughs> yeah. You got a necklace out of the deal. Did you put that in your I cozy did. place, by the way? Oh no, I should. Yeah. I definitely undermined the authority of a local official more than once. <laughs> we all did. Yeah, Damn yeah, straight, you did. You did. I think yeah, we all yeah. did. You guys did a good job on that one. <laughs> Metal some people. You were told specifically not to do something, and you did it anyway. And Lane specifically yelled furiously at one. I, I believe I also showed someone <laughs> I've still got it by yeah, doing that. Yeah, that was your acting chops. Uh, argument accepted. Okay, yes, okay. yes, I think so. So good. So good. Did you behave like a woman half your age a little like you were yeah living moss and getting cozy yeah, yeah you absolutely yeah. did you were did so you grab someone's so hands at a magic show when you were afraid <laughs> jump scares are a perfect time to be like oh oh my gosh did i really get you with the magician not dying <laughs> yes oh absolutely okay oh yeah <laughs> i yeah. was ready to like to, for Lane to laugh at an inappropriate moment. <laughs> <laughs> I was like queuing it up. I was like, oh, Lane's thinking this is really funny. I'm one of those people, like, I'll just sit there for as long as it takes. And it'll be like an hour. And I'm just like, keep going. <laughs> no, that was such was, a good move, really though. Good. Corey, that was such a good move to be like, I just want to make sure she knows I'm here. <laughs> like, it was so good. And the whole thing with Frank was so good. You just followed him around. <laughs> It's so funny. <laughs> That's all I wanted to do. It was just like psychological warfare. It was also very, ba- very baby, though. That's what was really wonderful. It's so great. It's so great. I feel like you all had really good moments. Um, I- I'm leveling up. Hell yeah! What you gonna do? Yeah, I've been I've been really trying to pay attention to like using those things as like sort of clues for how to act for myself to see if that like ways to think about making a meddling move. Do you know what I mean? Like how can, how can I create a scene where that happens? Right. I think out of all of us, you're the one that's paying the most attention to the rules and things. Most of us are just going impact only. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's well, I, I don't know. I'm just like trying to use it as much as I can. Do you know what I mean? Try to like learn it and use it as much as I can. Um, it's a lot of fun. 
right. So I think what I'm actually going to do, I'm going in all in on sensitivity. Yeah, do it. And taking the Frank Dowling move, Ooh. which gives me a re- gives me a strong religious background. Ooh. So that'll be a fun thing to play with and add to this character <laughs> that you just didn't know about. Staunch Southern Baptist, like just I felt the Jesus. <laughs> well, in is me. it one of those things in a like TV show, a long running TV show, where like they just add something that was like, oh, this was always the case. <laughs> yeah, you're like I've always been a Presbyterian. Always. <laughs> I don't know. I've been like, you know, PCUSA. <laughs> so with the Frank Dowling, um, you have to you have a strong religious background. You have to describe it. And when you use this move, describe how your faith is helping you resist the void. Then unmark a number of boxes on the crown of the void equal to your sensitivity plus one. Holy shit. Yeah. That's going to be a lot of math, but I think that's going to be great for you as somebody who keeps wanting to do occult moves. <laughs> I think that's well, a good choice. It's just like, you know, I know it's coming and I'm like, I, li- I feel like it started happening. I'm like, well, let's just go. Um, but OK, cool. So but it doesn't happen until I use this move. No, but I think, yeah, you can start thinking about like. And it could be, it could be even like we can, we can make it something where it's like you have found, you are finding faith because of this. You know what I mean? Maybe that, that's fun. Yeah. Cause I still, I would say like, I don't necessarily, it's actually kind of cool that I could wait until the next crown of the void happens before I use the move to clear the board for myself and gain another sensitivity. Cool. So it's like an impending epiphany. Yeah. Um, that's that's religious. Yeah. And that gives you some time too to sort of figure out like. What is it? What is the thing that Eddie Rue is going to find? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to use it when I need it. That's fun. And you'll join the two squad. Yeah. Next time I level up, I'm going to get a three. I want it. I want it. I need to. Like, that was amazing. (laughs) You were like, I'll take the disadvantage. I have a plus two. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. Um. I'm not leveling up, but do did I successfully give the 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 writer's words to the doctor? You did. Yes. So you get an XP. Hell Thank you for asking. Yeah. I forgot. You did it. Hell yeah. So much town history in this session. Yes. It was so good. So that is mm-hmm. um so much happens in the town and it's uh, supposed to trickle in a little bit more slowly than what we're doing here, but that's fine. It works. I love how I love how this game sort of like how that is like a thing where it's like we this this whole move is you just get basically get a task and a free XP <laughs> yeah. every session. You just have to figure out what it is you're supposed to do. <laughs> you get to break the game if you can figure out this riddle. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Super fun. Dungeons and Drama Nerds is produced by Todd Brian Backus, Percival Hornack, and Nicholas Orvis, and is mixed and edited by Anthony Sertel Dean. Our Brindlewood Bay campaign features Christopher Dierksen as Eddie Rue Dubois, Ben Ferber as Lane Walter, Corey Flores as Baby Garcia, Shannon Wade as Doris Makoviak, and our keeper C. Meeker. If you'd like to help us continue exploring the intersection of theater and tabletop role-playing games, consider leaving us a review on your podcast app of choice or supporting us and getting access to our patron-only bonus content at patreon.com slash dungeonsanddramanerds. You can find our social media and website links, including our cast bios, at the link tree in our show notes. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Dungeons & Drama Nerds. Deleted scene, uh, Lane is, Lane is like, 
they got me uh, they got me doing voices uh, for this cartoon <laughs> that it was a Japanese cartoon that's going to release in a year or two they say and uh, it's about a guy and get this he hits you a bunch in the chest and whatever and then he walks away and he says you are you're already dead and then you explode it was like this <laughs> oh, boy, I'm watching day two. <laughs> <laughs>